Now, this month, there's something about the theme, the emphasis for the month that is very interesting to me. Harvesting in spite of the devil. Have you seen that one? Harvesting in spite of the devil. No matter what the devil does, you will still harvest. Amen. Amen. Now, you see, you've been sowing from January till now, and if the enemy had his way, you won't harvest anything, so you'll be discouraged and stop that trend of living. But you are going to harvest this year and in this month in spite of the devil. And I'm going to read something with you from Job's, is it Job's gospel or Job's story? There is what makes the devil irrelevant in your financial pursuit. Said the word Driano, Obe Chasso Abbasabusumi, we say, and found your bones and bear, and found in your susio. Hallelujah. And that is just a little I want to share with you this morning. So I will allow the rest of the time to be used for some other things. Yeah. What will I do to harvest in spite of the obstacle the devil brings my way to make God appear ineffective and unfaithful? A dear bain, I will be to me a year. I'm a see ya wetcha. Actually, I'm something I may not for. The faithfulness of God is not contestable. You can't do anything about it. It's even when we are unfaithful, He remains what? Faithful and cannot deny Himself. What is the meaning of that one? His nature is faithfulness. And he cannot change the nature. And God expects the same from us. That our nature should be his nature. Or his nature is our nature and we must manifest that one. So we should learn to be faithful. And one way to be faithful is to trust him beyond every doubt. I was so to me, Jinyan Kupon Disoy and Okafo and Fauninia AC. In his crisis, Job said, I know my Redeemer what? I don't care what's happening around, but I also know, yes, I'm having challenges. I've lost my children and so on and so forth, but I know that my Redeemer lives. What does it mean? There is going to be an age of redemption. Very soon, I'll be out of this situation. I'll be out of it. We'll read something from chapter 22 of, of um, Job. Say one or two things. And then we go on. God is committed to one who has faith in him. He's committed. God is committed to a person who gives to him in spite of his challenges. He's committed. I don't think God is committed to a person who is playing games with God. 
You know that God is faithful and doesn't matter to you. You are Mr. Convenient. When it is convenient, you do it. When it is not, you don't. But this God has never said he will not give you sunshine because it's not convenient for him. There, something happened yesterday. When we got to the house, it had rained in our area there. Around the Pokwasi, Amasama area, it had rained. And later in the evening, I got information that it, was, it had rained around Ashiye area and the rest of them. So that's how the rain went to various pockets like that at different times. Can you beat God? The Meteo guys will tell you it will rain in Accra. And God said, it's not Accra I'm talking about. I'm talking about specific places. So when everywhere is dried, dried up, and people are mourning, there's how God ministers to his own people. In the midst of lack, some stay on the oasis of abundance because they are chosen of the Lord. That's one reason why we should not look at the things around us to begin to judge God, but look at who he is and what he stands for. Don't allow the environment to dictate to you who God is. No. It is you and God relating. So somebody is here, another one is behind you, somebody on your side, and, 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 and they are not receiving the rain, but you are receiving it. How it comes, it is God's own business, not your business. Hallelujah. But God knows how to defend his own and protect them. In the same way, he knows how to profit us when we walk with him in faithfulness. It doesn't matter how the economy of a nation is like. But we are not, we are not what do you call it? We are not responsible to, not for, to the economy of the land. We relate to the economy of heaven. And we must understand that one and believe it. Hallelujah. We pray that the economy in Ghana will be good. We pray so. And it should be our assignment to the nation to pray for this nation. But whatever it is, it does not stop us from being blessed by God. In fact, your light is more relevant when there is thicker darkness. True or false? There was a little boy, a friend's son, called Pius. Now he should be old. He was, um, Pius was older than, than, than your pastor. That boy, daytime, day, day like this, that's when you'll be, you'll be holding torchlight. Pius, torch is where? Pius, I didn't sign. In the night, this boy will carry umbrella, open it, and put it on top of you. 
one day he told the mother, Torchlight is used by watchmen. And watchmen don't watch in the night alone. They watch in the daytime too. That time I was an unbeliever. I didn't understand him better than I, everybody else could. But now I understand him better. You are the light of the world. But you don't switch off your light because there is daylight. But the light you carry is different from the light people see. We operate kingdom, kingdom, kingdom economy. The stronger we allow that kingdom to minister to us, the better the kingdom of the natural enjoys prosperity. If all of us will walk with God in his principles, the nation will profit by it. If all of us as believers will decide to take care of the nation, the nation will be better. If we commit ourselves to pray for the nation, there are things that can be avoided. If we commit ourselves to winning souls, preaching to people, presenting the good news to people and making sure they are translated into God's kingdom, there will be greater peace in this land. But we have specialized in criticizing and not providing solutions. Do you see the reason why you must go beyond partisan politics? You are not of that kind. I don't have a football team. But I like some players. I don't care where their team is. Now, you cannot be led by a political party. And you must not be led by one. Otherwise... When you don't like a party and the party is in power, you wish that the party fails. And you are forgotten that the failure of the party means hardship to the people. And that when there's hardship, it will affect your own economy. It will affect your business. When there is war, do you think it will be easy for you to come to church? Eh? Pastor Stanley, the bullets are flying everywhere. Will it be convenient for you to come to church? So it's not important who is in power. The important is that you are in Ghana. And the nation, God is looking at you to help this nation. So in your business, your goal is Ghana. In your relationship, your goal is Ghana. That this country will be better than you met it. When you are such minded that God's program for this nation should stand, then God also gets committed to you in spite of whatever the devil is doing. You'll make it. Nigeria would have divided into about 20, 20 different nations if not for the prayer of the saints. But we saw that God's, God has a program for Africa in Nigeria through Nigeria and by Nigeria. And we had a chronicle of things that God had revealed and written down. And we were rehearsing those into the ears of God. Remember you said this all the time. Remember you said that. If this nation should develop, what will happen? 
So people who are committed to the nation, God has no choice than to bless them. If you are committed to the kingdom, God has no choice than to bless you. Everybody may hate you, but God cannot put you aside. How can I do such a thing without telling my friend Abraham? Therefore, I know that this Abraham, Abraham will educate his descendants. He will present me to them. Friends, there's something you've got to do that will make God committed to your cause. It is this thing. You have sown something on the earth and it has germinated. Now, it calls for your attention in terms of watering, in terms of wooding around it. You don't expect any good harvest. But when you are consistent in watering and weeding around, then you are expecting God to bring you a bumper harvest. It doesn't matter how the climate is per time. Because you are working against the climate, but in favor of the, what you have sown. In this kingdom, it is what gives birth to you that you live by. Does it make sense? What gave birth to you is what you live by. So, if na monkey give birth to you, na monkey breast you go suck. True or false? We are born of the word and the spirit, and those are the things we live by. God brought us out to this world as offering to the world. As what? If you don't know that one, you will not respect yourself. Why? Because you are not here for yourself. And more so you as a Christian, your life is not for you. Your life is for the world. It's not for you. So you don't live the way you want to live. I won't pray. As for prayer, it's my own. If I don't want to pray, it's a lie. You must pray. Because your prayer has a way of affecting your environment, the people around you, and the nation. Affecting the kingdom of God. You are here as a gift. God brought you as what? A gift. So you live on the wings of gifts back to God. You give gifts back to God. Now he brought you as a gift and then you present yourself to him as a gift. I don't know if I'm making sense. Growing up in the village in those days, anytime a child was born, on the eighth day, early in the morning, around that 5 o'clock a.m., and sometimes even 4, 4.30, 
they will carry the baby, lift the baby up like this, and call upon the gods of the land, the ones that they knew, they knew what they believed in. Modia kreyi ebreyi, yesaima akwano so edinu mamu se moshiano so. Na dienti a modni beri asino ontumi enye. They were not Christians, but they understood spiritual principles. You are a Christian, and you have refused to give yourself as a gift. The Macedonian church first gave themselves. Then they could give every other thing. So God says, return to me. Do what? Return to me. Let's read that one, please. Can we read it together? Acquaint now yourself with him that agree with God and show yourself to be conformed to his will and be at peace. By that you shall prosper and great good shall do what? Great good shall do what? Acquaint yourself with God. Agree with God. Return to his standards. Agree with him and show yourself to be conformed to his will. That's the first step to take. Get back to God. Agree with him. Show yourself to be conformed to his will and be at peace. When you do that, you'll be at peace. Don't struggle. By that you shall prosper, and great good shall come to you. Receive, I praise you, the law or the word and instruction from his mouth, and lay up his words in your heart. Is that not all what Christianity is about? You receive his word, and you lay the word in your heart. He did not say receive the word into your mind, but your spirit. Well, if I say heart now, doctor will say there's only veins and vessels and blood that are in the human heart, except when you cross it from medicine to hand, then he will tell me what the whole thing is about. I don't envy them at all. Your profession is saying something and your faith is saying nothing. So which one, which one will you go for? Faith. But I know the solution is always there. Yeah. Hallelujah. Receive, I praise you. I beseech you. I'm begging you. It's not like he was praying like uh, Father in the name of you. No. It's a legal expression here. I'm appealing to you. You know, when you go to court, you hear the lawyer saying, We pray the court to do that. Not that they are worshiping the court. No. It's a language. Receive the instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, and submit and humble yourself before him, you will be built up. How will you be built up? When you go to him. When you humble yourself. What's the meaning of being built up? You, the totality of your life 
will be on him. You are built up. You don't sway. You don't waver. You are strong in the faith. You will be built up. If you put away unrighteousness far from your tents. Um, this is not just about sin. It is about your attitude. The things that you do. Whatever will not profit you. Whatever is not approved of by God. If you can keep those things away. So don't say I'm, 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 I'm I don't fornicate. I don't, uh, the other one is what? Adulterate. Is that the word? I don't drink. I don't steal. Recently, I was in my study, and I don't know. I don't know when you asked me to talk about it, but this thing came very strongly like that. He said, he said, when people fall into sins, or if you like, errors in life, we so criticize them, we jump onto the throne of Moses and begin to criticize them. We are so vehement in the way we handle the people. Without mercy. And when we are doing that, we forget about who we are, what we are, our nature, and our weaknesses. We forget about those things. And we talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and criticize. We talk from person to person. And the one who is, who is talking already has a problem. The problem is gossip. A person you have not confronted, if you are talking about that person or the thing that person has done elsewhere without the intent of talking to the person, you are just a gossip. And you are lying because you, you blow up the issues to allow the, whoever you are talking to to buy what you are saying. Why? Because something happened in your heart against the person. Those who pontificate should always examine themselves. It's very, very easy for you to criticize. It's very easy to pull down and destroy. Very easy. To build is difficult. And sometimes we so destroy people that even when they come out of that situation, their image has been destroyed already. Nobody trusts them again. And I remember that he possessed something. He said it's only in the Christian world that we kill our wounded. We kill who? Our, the person is wounded and we go on to kill the person. Person is wounded, not dead, but we kill the person with our mouth. With our rejection. It's something that happens in the body of Christ frequently. Let a pastor make a mistake. His colleagues, those who are pastors, will be the ones who crucify him. They will nail him on the cross for the whole world to see. Let's put away unrighteousness. Let's practice righteousness. But let's put away the things that God doesn't like. They, they hinder our move. They hinder. It's like you driving and then some, a cop comes between, in between the wheels like that. You have a problem. So you've not killed. 
you've not lied, you've not stolen anybody's item, but there are certain things you do with your life that don't allow you to enjoy the fullness of what God has programmed for you. The things that we consider as misdemeanor. A little lie here. This one is a white one. Some rejection here. Let me play down this one so that I can be lifted. It's only the one that God has lifted that remains lifted. If you, you talk down somebody so that you will be seen, you are wasting your time. Because the cock can never push down the water. It will float no matter what. What the person really is will come up one day. And what you really is or you really are will also come up one day. People will know you. Your fruits will show forth. Ah, this man, I respected him more, but this thing that he did, oh my God. Attending Max. Attending Max. Ah, and now Brandt here, come on, come on, come on, now we you say. Then we could be in Konkonsa. Konkonsa. Konkonsa is TB. You know, in Hong Kong, a TB. About what? You see, in Samangwa, about what? Hallelujah. Return to the Almighty. So, with all your giving, make sure you have returned to Him. Let's go on to the next verse. If you lay gold in the dust, the way King James presents that thing is a bit misleading. If you lay gold in the dust and the gold of Ophiel among the stones of the brook, considering them of little what worth. If money becomes more valuable to you than God, you have a problem. Throw them into the dust. There is something more precious that I need to embrace. And that is the God I know and the words he has spoken. Deal with money. Overthrow money from your life. Don't make money dictate your life and show you where you should go per time. Many of us are directed by money. We are led. Instead of being led by the spirit, we are led by money and wealth and gold and silver. Cars. Yeah. Also better car, mommy. Watch it. No what to be a mommy, mommy. You can car, mommy, no can wabo. Or better my topetro. Or some for kind of problem. We have some one can't show. Scare Kohonum. I could talk about or Tom, you know, Jau, Jau, Siwa, Uberno, what a petrol boom. Cow Bertama won't tea. No dinner I'm for sale. I'm a Christian, but I'm for sale. Stick a ball, Honono. I'm a Christian, but I'm for sale. 
A lot of these Christian chaps, if they, these young men here, are going for sugar mummies because of the money that the women control so that they will, they will take off with a flight instead of going through the process of discipline to make it in life. They want to just mount up with wings on the wings of one woman who has been looking for them to sap them. In my life, there was one woman, she was older than me by about 15 years, who wanted to befriend me and she said to marry me. And she came at the wrong time because I didn't want to marry. I didn't want to marry at all. So when she came in and she was older, I looked at her like that. This woman, what's wrong with you? Huh? If not because there are some things I don't have power to do. I didn't have power to go and be chasing people's wives. I didn't have the courage to steal. There were things I didn't have the strength on the inside, even though I was an unbeliever, to do. It was not there. So I told the woman, it's better for you to look for an old man to marry. I said, when we met first, we met somewhere. I thought we were relating as friends, like an older sister and a brother. I didn't know that was what you had in your mind. I said, if you want to die, then follow me. If you want to do what? Follow me. I think she's dead now. I'm not the one that killed her. So don't leak that thing up. I'm not the one. I'm not the one. (laughs) Glory to God. I'm not. Listen, don't go and follow anybody because of what you gain from the person. But walk with the person because the person's life will make your life meaningful. I didn't say better. It will make it what? Meaningful. Because if I say better, then you go back to what I rejected. In your mind, say, vision of growing confused. <laughs> Make your life what? Meaningful. You can have everything in this world, but your life is without meaning. No direction, no worth. Hallelujah. If you return to God, there are things nobody should talk about because you won't do them. If indeed you have returned to him. He says, make the almighty your gold. That's verse what? 25. And make, you reject the gold and the silver, you throw them to the dust, and you make the Almighty your gold. God becomes what? Your gold. And the Lord, your precious silver treasure. If you can make the Almighty your gold. When the Lord called me and I, I put in paper to resign from my work and go into ministry, and some of my Ghanaian brothers, out of real goodwill, 
were talking to me. We came here to look for gold. We came to look for money. And then you are leaving to go and be a pastor. How much will they pay you? And when I opened my mouth, that what came out is what I'm going to tell you now. I said, yes, we came looking for gold. But God has made me gold. What has made me what? Gold. They laughed. Because they couldn't understand. It was beyond the ability to understand and appreciate what I said. You are so precious to God that nothing should make you see God lower than the things that your eyes are looking at. What you want to get. If he does not provide that one for you, it will be in vain. Vanity upon vanity. Make God your gold. Make him your silver treasure. So when you need gold, you go to your gold bank. That is God. And pick a little. The older people in those days planted gold in their homes. When there was a need for money for their family, they would just dig over there and then pick a little of it. And you know, gold reproduces itself. So they would just, Omko ponikakra, ni akon nani, ni adi ayye, ni epesi adiye. But the gold was there. So when you make God your gold, when you are in need, he brings a little from the plenty and put that one in your hand for you to go and shine. Make him your silver treasure. But don't make gold your God. The God of gold. No. But the gold, that is God. Or the God who is gold. Yes. That's what you must do for. Let God be so precious to you that you will not trade him for any other thing. Nyamime sombu mao enchen skako nyankopo meye skako e mao etu hiya etbre we hiya bibino oponibi lwali a mao na wokonkai glory to God He said, then you will have delight in the Almighty and you will, you will lift up your face to God. Take note of that scripture very well and see if you can understand it. And Nothing will distract you. He said, then you will lift up your face to God with boldness and talk to him as a son talks to the father without any hindrance. Hallelujah. One who run away from the house, you go and watch film in the night, come back late, and be walking like one thief to the house. Just manage to, to enter your room and sleep. The old man will be watching you from his window. No, he will not waste his time because he will still get you. So by the time he will come to your room to call you at four o'clock, you understand that the news is about to be read. <laughs> Sorry. Your confidence level goes down instantly flat. Oh him, sir. Papa. Good, 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 good afternoon. <laughs> and my mother will just, add, we will help you. Good night. 
Why did you come so late? He won't ask you when you came. Why did you come so late yesterday? He said, don't answer my question directly because I know when you came. He will tell you the time you came. So you, you know it. You are the one that will tell you, okay, beat me. And sincerely, he will beat you. And you, you admire the beating. You feel it. But the rest of us who never went out, who will go to him with confidence. Oh, my money. With confidence. So make sure you pass. And then you go. There is nothing you are going to do. What is troubling you is your disease. When you make God your gold, so today you cannot look at any money and think the money is too big to be given out. Make God your what? Your gold. When you need, he will give you a little to go and melt. And to change your life and change your destiny. A different attitude in life. A different approach. Let your value system change. Let God become your gold and your silver. I think that is enough for you for now. Hallelujah. But there's something very interesting. I wrote it here. This, this is where my notes, my notes there here. <laughs> God is good. You will make your prayer to him and he will hear you. Because you have made him your gold. Nothing is distracting you. Nothing is making you fall short. Of glory before him. Right. So when you make your prayer, you do so with confidence. You answer me. There's nothing between the two of us. It is just that when you know who God really is and who you are in your present state of being a child of God, you are a new creation. If you have understanding, you pray and your faith stands strong because you know he will answer. He has no choice that to answer as a father. Alright? Now, he said, he said, and, and you will pay your vows. Uh, he will hear you and you will pay your vows. You pay your vows. Don't vow to God and not pay. There's a scripture that talks about that one. I won't go there now. That you, you shall also decide and decree a thing and it shall be established for you. And the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. After today, you will see favor going before you everywhere you turn in the name of Jesus Christ. And when you say it, it will come to pass. Why? Because God is committed to your cause. Amen. You will pray a prayer this morning. Wherever your blessings are blocked, you command a release. Command what? A release. Why? God is not withholding anything from you. He is your gold. So he will not deny you of the little thing that you are looking for. <laughs> How much are you looking for from God that will be too big for him not to have? Too big. 
you know, after the prayer yesterday, I, I was going home driving and then it, it crossed my mind and I smiled to myself. There is no how God will stop us from receiving what we want to have. It cannot happen. The money we are talking about to pay for the rent of this place for three years, there is no how we will not get it. Because God is very faithful. We are not asking him to give us money to put in our pockets. We are talking about his house. Our number is not important. The important factor there is God himself. His commitment to what we are doing is what is important. And I became so settled in my heart. So settled. How he will do it, I don't know. But he will do it. Hallelujah. He will do what? He will do it. And he will do it and do it again. Amen. Glory to God. I mentioned to Pastor, I said, uh, when we are done with this one, by the end of next year, the end of next year, we should have sufficient money to do something that we are thinking about. Amen. Hallelujah. You know why? Because you are going to prosper much more. Yes. You will prosper what? Much more. And you will bring in more souls. Amen. And when we are, and the number is great, it's easy for us to bear certain burdens. God will amaze you Amen. in your business Amen. and in your life Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Is that when they make you low, King James says, when there is a casting down, that you shall say there's what? A lifting up. The amplifier says, when they make you low, you will say there is a lifting up. And the humble person, he lifts up and saves. I like the 30. The 30 is what I have written here as this. You will harvest financial and material blessings as well as human blessings unto the Lord. Is that he will even deliver the one from whom you intercede. I mean, for whom you intercede. Who is not innocent. The man is not innocent. He's not qualified. But you are interceding for the person. And say, God will hear you and deliver that person. The lawful prey. God will still deliver that person. He said he will be delivered through the cleanness of your hands. Through what? Do you know why you, I mean, you now understand why you must keep yourself and keep your relationship? Somebody's deliverance is in your hands. Somebody's salvation is in your hands. The entire family, a trend that has gone on in your family for so many years, you are the one God has raised to bring an end to that. So a new thing can start. I told your pastor some years ago, first it was, it was, it was 100%. It went to 200 and went to 300. I will consider him a failure if he doesn't go 300% beyond whatever God helped me to do. I've told him. It was not in secret. It was in public. You know why? 
He has a capacity to do it. But I had to tell him in public for him to know that there's a hammer over his head to knock him. You can't feel it. But it's there. It's hanging there. Why? You are a different generation of people. Some of you came to know Christ very early. Your forebears never even got to know him. Those that got to know him came in very late. So it was always a struggle. One leg over there, the other leg in the, in the kingdom. But you have come in and whatever was not right in the family, you are the one to stop it. You are building a, a barricade and say no more from today. Anyone belong to this family, this is the way we are going to go. So they didn't build a house, but you will build. You will build a house and give out houses. Amen. Hallelujah. Whatever they suffered out of goodwill, you wouldn't suffer them. You must make sure consciously not suffer those ones and create a new milieu, a complete milieu for the people who are here. I remembered my uncle, my maternal uncle, who gave me the name Isaiah. My, my dad said you should go and uh, do my christening in the church. And he picked the name Isaiah and put it on me. I don't know what happened yesterday. The man's thought came to me so much that I began to look back. I began to look back. I, began, I was looking and looking and looking. One day I was going to cause havoc inside church. Because they had kept a corpse in the church. They, they, they didn't want to release the corpse. They were preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching. So I led the youth to go there and carry the coffin from the church. As soon as I entered, I saw my uncle standing there. He looked straight into my eyes and he shook his head. Ha! I went outside. I said, guys, you I was fighting hypocrisy. It wasn't anything. Old. A strong man of the church, a young man, died. And there was no elder to show us the spot where we would dig. His grave in that their Methodist uh, uh, cemetery. Nobody. So we went to locate a place and we dug into people's uh, graves and we saw some bones and all that. So in my life, that's, a, that's, a, that's the biggest grave that I've seen because we, 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 we went to about 10 feet. We were entering people's bones and all that. We went up bone. We, we just put some sand over there. So when we finished and we got back to go and start thinking they would have done the whatever prayer. They were still keeping them out, so I got angry. I got very angry. My anger was this, this hypocrisy. Where is your love for you for the man? You couldn't show us where you will, okay, now when you finish, is it now that you are going to dig? That was all my challenge. It wasn't anything. I feared God even with those things then, but I had to show them some discipline. My uncle stood there and he said, no. later he called me. He said, I know why you came. But it's not good. You think what you are doing is right, but you'll be working against God. 
And then he said, the things that I said concerning you when you were born, even though I myself went off the faith and I came back, said, no matter what you do, you will come back to it. It was yesterday I remembered that thing. So you are meant to bring a new lease of life. And you can't afford to live your life the way they live their own. That's the reason why you must, you must harvest in spite of the devil. That's the reason why you must not keep quiet. You must keep on working. That's the reason why you can't withhold your money from God. Because you are a game changer. You are breaking the thing to start something fresh. You are not an ordinary person. So you don't live your life ordinary like that. You are not what people say you are. You are somebody different. You are one sent by God to bring a change. In your lineage. So that from years after, those that come here will remember you. And call you like they called Abraham. The God of our mother, so and so. The God of our father, so and so. You become an institution in the family. And before you know it, they forget about everything that happened before you came in. Because you started a new generation. Hallelujah. And people who are, who are trailblazers don't behave anyhow. The reason why, you must keep on harvesting. <laughs> Glory to God. 